New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, church family, this is Brad White, men's pastor here at New Vision. Excited to be with you again today. We're going to be looking at Exodus chapter 27, starting in verse 1, and we'll read together through verse 8. This is the NIV. It's titled, The Altar of the Burnt Offering. Build an altar of acacia wood, three cubits high. It is to be square, five cubits long, and five cubits wide. Make a horn at each of the four corners, so that the horns and the altar are one piece, and overlay the altar with bronze. Make all of its utensils of bronze, its pots to remove the ashes, its shovels, its sprinkling bowls, its meat forks, and fire pans. Make a grating for it, a bronze network. Make a bronze ring at each of the four corners of the network. Put it under the ledge of the altar so that it is halfway up the altar. Make the poles of acacia wood for the altar and overlay them with bronze. The poles are to be inserted into the rings so that they will be on two sides of the altar when carried. Make the altar hollow out of boards. It is to be made just as you were shown on the mountain. Let me pray for us. God, we thank you for an opportunity just to interact with your scripture. I pray today that we would just hear truth from you and understand more about who you are and just what all of this means for us. In your name we pray. Amen. So if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking like, wow, that was some real life-changing scripture. Um, Maybe you're thinking something along the lines of, I'm not really sure what to do with this. Let me lead into this this way. I am a huge fan of a clean car. Anybody that knows me knows that I like to keep my car really, really clean. My guess is that I go to the car wash probably at least once a week. After I vacuum the car, I put on tire shine. I don't consider the job complete until I've added Rain-X onto my windshield. If you've never used Rain-X, I got to tell you, you're missing out. I want to make a, uh, a plug for, for Rain-X. Rain-X, basically what it does is it interacts with rain when it hits your windshield, causing the rain to run off. So essentially, you can go without using your windshield wipers, or you could use your windshield wipers at a very low level when it's really raining super, super hard. Rain-X is just, it's an incredible product. And what it does is it provides clarity. And that's exactly what I think that this passage needs. I think it needs some clarity so that we can best understand what's happening in this scripture. So let's start looking back at verse one. We're given this measurement and it's called a cubit. And obviously this is not a measurement that we are familiar with. It's nothing that that we're, we use today. And so the scripture says that this specific altar should be three cubits high and then it should be square five cubits long and five cubits wide. Well, a cubit is approximately 18 inches. So this altar is four and a half feet high seven and a half feet long by seven and a half feet wide. So hopefully that gives you some perspective. This thing is is pretty large. So you can think about a standard basketball goal is going to be 10 feet um, high. So you can kind of think about this altar and, and realize that it's almost as high as a basketball goal. So seven and a half feet long, seven and a half feet wide by four feet. So this thing is, is pretty sizable. This specific altar was used for burnt offerings. And so I think it's important for us to kind of get an understanding of what were the types of offerings that uh, the children of Israel were required to make, what were they for, 
and how did they work? So I want to just briefly cover those so that we can have an understanding just to get some clarity about what this was being used for. So the first type of offering is called a burnt offering or a Holocaust offering. So what this offering did was it atoned for general sins. What needed to be brought for this offering to be made complete was a male without blemish from the flocks or the herd or two birds. What would the worshiper do? The worshiper would bring the person and then they would actually place their hands on the animal prior to it being slayed. Um, And what this did was transferred the sins, their sins, onto the animal. And then the priest would burn up the rest of the sacrifice. The second type of offering is called a cereal offering. And this would be one maybe you would do a cereal offering if you were going to be traveling somewhere and you were just asking for traveling mercies. So you would go to do this to secure some sort of goodwill. You would bring flour of some sort, cakes, or a wafer, hint, that's why it's called cereal today. That's free. And so the worshiper would bring this gift, and then the priest would burn up part of it, but then they would eat the other part of it. And so this was part of God's way of providing for the priest. The third offering was known as the peace offering. And so this would be one that you might offer after you have gone and made your cereal offering, you've made your journey, uh, and it's been a successful trip, and you've come back. And so you want to give um, thanks for the safe travels, the safe journey that that you have just experienced. So you're rendering thanks. What you would do is you would bring, um, without blemish, a male from the flock or the herd or two birds. The worshiper, the person who is making the sacrifice, would put their hands on the animal, and then it would be slain. And then the priest would offer up part of it with a burnt offering, and then they would eat part of this offering. Again, God's way of providing for the priest. The fourth one is what's called a a sin offering. And so this was to atone for a specific sin. And so for this one, you would need a bull, a young bull, a male or female goat, a bird, or flour or wheat. And so you probably think like, well, why would I bring a bull if I can bring flour? Well, this was kind of a way to um, reach out to people across the uh, economic stratosphere that existed at the time. And so someone who is incredibly wealthy, they would offer up a bull, but someone who didn't have as much money, they would bring flour. It's really tied into the means and what they were able to bring. So the worshiper would bring this sacrifice. They'd put their hands on it. It would be slayed. And then the priest would burn up part of it and again, eat part of it. And then the fifth one is what's called a guilt offering. And so a guilt offering would be something like uh, maybe you borrowed your neighbor's bull and this bull dies in your care. This would atone for um, this specific sin. So what you would have to do is, one, you'd have to make restoration. So if I borrowed your bull and your bull died, I'd have to get you a new bull, and then I'd have to bring a sacrifice. Um, I'd bring a bull, a young bull, a male or female goat, bird, or flower, again, depending on where I stood um, economically. The worshiper, as the worshiper, I'd put my hands on this specific sacrifice again, and then it would be slayed. And then from there, the priest would burn up part of it or eat part of it. See, this sacrificial system was a part of what the children of Israel did for their entire lives. And it served as a reminder of their separation from God. It would be easy to think that this sacrificial system started here in Exodus, but really what we see is that the first sacrifice was actually made in Genesis chapter 3, which is where the first atonement for sin was made. 
we all know the story of Adam and Eve in the garden, and they were told not to eat fruit from the certain tree in the middle. Of course, they did that, and when they did, it says that they realized that they were naked, and they felt shame for the first time. And what we see them do is we see them take fig leaves and cover themselves, and they try to cover up their sin and shame with these leaves. Then God comes to Adam in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. It says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. So God comes, he finds them, he sees them in their shame. He sees the way that they have tried to cover up their mistake on their own, the best that they could. And he has to make a sacrifice of an animal to cover what they couldn't cover on their own. For them to be sufficiently covered, this sacrifice had to be made. This is where the sacrificial system began. It's crazy because I'm so much like Adam and Eve. I really try to cover my own sins. I've tried to be good. I've tried to do the right things. I've tried to help people to make myself feel better. But no matter what I have done, none of it has sufficiently covered me. Maybe for you, you found yourself in a similar predicament. We are so incredibly blessed to be on the other side of the sacrificial system. See, when Jesus came, he came as the spotless lamb of God. He came as the perfect sacrifice. The atonement was offered for us, for our sins, for every sin that we have committed in the past and every sin that we will commit in the future. In Hebrews chapter 9, verses 14 through 27, it tells us this, But Christ offered himself to God without any flaw, He did this through the power of the eternal Holy Spirit. So how much cleaner will the blood of Christ make us? It washes away all of our guilt and all of our sin. Sin always leads to death, but now we can serve a living God. So today, each one of us has an opportunity to accept this gift of salvation that's being offered us. We all know John 3.16, it tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that anyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. By accepting this gift, you can know full and well that your slate has been wiped clean, not by the works of your hand, but by the goodness of God and by the God who loves you and has plans for your life. And so today, I hope that this gave you some clarity about the sacrificial system, but more importantly, I hope that you understand the sacrifice that was made on your behalf by a God who loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. Be blessed. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.